0: Oh,
1: Fun Facts, Facts of with Oh yeah! Oh yeah, hi and welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host David and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlyn.
2: Hi. RJ. Hello. And Maria. Hello.
1: Awesome, so uh, Fun Facts Live is brought to you by McCallit. You've just landed your dream job, the junior grape collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. With the help of your new friend, Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Visit wordjimacallit.com to download it from the App Store or Google Play.
3: Good job. Yeah.
1: Got through it.
3: You did. Good job.
1: McCall's been we were talking about it earlier during the the uh, match solitaire stream, but it's getting pretty crazy in Word of McCall we had about <laughs> i think it's twelve thousand new players in the last couple of weeks
2: that's incredible and um
1: the leaderboards are the corporate leaderboard is getting like super competitive uh we got some some of the new players are already senior collectors mm-hmm. um and we got like Seven hundred senior collector promotions coming up tomorrow, so yeah, watch and, out. And it's like
4: that's like 30, no forty percent, right? So
1: yeah, that's that's
4: not even there's half. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> that's that, That's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get crazy. So at the at the top of the ladder right now is the the highest the highest ranking players are managers now, and there's only like what, a dozen or so? Mm
4: -hmm. So, 18, I think.
1: Yeah, so it's going to, yeah, it's going to, there's a wave coming. (laughs) (laughs) So that that should be a lot of fun. All right, so let's get started with fun facts. Maria, what have you got for us today?
0: Uh, Well, I went to Stockholm, um, Sunday through Tuesday. Yeah, center of the, the universe. As we found out, the
1: solar system, anyway. Okay, Okay. that's a little, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's a little presumptuous.
0: Uh. And um, I noticed there were a lot of bridges that we walked over. Ah, and it turns out that Stockholm is built on 14 islands. Oh, oh, connected by 57 bridges. What? Well, yeah. (laughs) I had no so idea cool. <laughs> and I did not know that no, I had, <laughs> had no idea and uh, in addition to that there is an archipelago with over 30,000 islands in the east
2: what? Wow! <laughs>
0: and it's one of the biggest in the world wow
1: so okay so a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Interesting. Yeah. I I just have to ask as a little aside from last week. Did you did you see any of the uh, anything other than the the sun from the
0: I did not. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even see the sun. Wow.
2: Actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If any if if someone Stockholm. didn't hear the last week um, Stockholm has uh what like a replica a scale size replica of the solar system, um, yeah. centered around what? What is this center? The sun.
0: Um, uh, the Globe Arena.
1: The Globe Arena is the sun. it's yeah. the
0: Avicii Arena now, but the Globe Arena. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't
1: believe it. If I ever went to Stockholm, I'd I'd definitely be looking, <laughs> uh, you know, to check off some of those <laughs> from the list, yeah. but. Oh, wow. We did walk
0: so, by Spotify, though. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's very cool. So, is it anything, I've never been to Stockholm, so is it anything like, I don't know, like, um, a, a lot of boat traffic and all all this yeah. water? Okay. Yeah. Okay, do you take gondolas or anything or is it just? No,
0: it's okay. ferries.
1: Ferries. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, like for vehicles or just people? Uh, both. Okay. I've always I've always enjoyed the ferries. Um, Seattle has some some ferries. Oh, we have some we ferries. Have it's here in New York, yeah. too. So. We have yeah.
4: ferries. Yeah. You guys live on an island. Come on. That's yeah, true. Do. Do. <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> I forget that sometimes.
4: Yeah, but
3: there's only <laughs> one other borough you have to take a ferry to. Well, you can... Go the long way around to Staten Island over the bridge, but.
1: Oh, okay. That's we true. Don't do that. Governor's Island. You can't get to. Unless... No, Governor's
3: Island. You have to take a ferry.
1: Yeah.
3: And you can take ferries out to different parts of Brooklyn and Queens, but we live on the west side, so there aren't ferries over here. You've got to go over to the east side to get ferries.
1: Yeah. Is there a ferry to Jersey? I'm sure there must be.
3: There. Oh yeah. There is to New Jersey. If you go down to like, um, okay, like where the mini golf is,
1: okay. Okay, that's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how we find our way around Manhattan. Everything's relative to the mini golf course. Uh, yeah, that's how I like that's, it. That's how <laughs> that's Allison's favorite place. Cool. All right. Well, that's that is fascinating. Had no idea. Fourteen islands um, comprise
0: fifty-seven bridges.
1: And fifty-seven bridges. Huh? Fascinating. Hey. Okay. Cool. Well, that is definitely a fun fact. And that yeah. brings us to Caitlin. What have you got for us today?
4: So my fun fact is also about traffic. Oh. Specifically um, roundabouts, oh. also known as traffic circles, also known as rotaries. Yeah, yeah. love-hate um, relationship I think, with them. What's that? <laughs> I love-hate. Hate. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in this. So um, I just kind of was, it started out because I, was wondering what the difference was between those different terms, um, because uh, my where I grew up on in Oregon, um, the city I lived in uh, was a small city. It's not anyway. Um, has has quite a few roundabouts, and and we called them roundabouts or traffic circles, and then. I didn't encounter the name Rotaries until coming to New England and they're very different style on the West coast versus the East coast. Um, The East coast ones are much bigger and typically have multiple lanes of traffic. And a lot of the ones I encountered, a lot of the ones you encounter, at least in Oregon are like one lane and they're fairly small. And it's usually just like four maybe five streets that are intersecting and like have one lane that go of traffic goes around and they're fairly small and so i was curious what the difference w- was between those terms and actually they're kind of used they're basically used entertain interchangeably okay um traffic circle is the older term and there are some examples of older traffic circles that are not roundabouts because roundabout is as far as I can tell meant to refer exclusively to circles where the traffic goes in only one direction. Okay. Okay. And so there are a few um, older examples where there are different setups and sometimes traffic will go in both directions. Somehow I don't know how to wrap my head around this, (laughs) Um, but apparently it happens. And, you know, there are some, you can see like some there are some examples that have traffic lights on them. And so even the traffic inside the circle has to stop sometimes, but a, round, a modern roundabout is meant to be that the traffic goes in one direction and the in traffic entering, the, the circle has to yield to traffic that's already in it.
1: Right, so it's a yield, not a stop sign. Yes. OK.
4: Um, so yeah, so basically the terms are used interchangeably. Rotary seems to be like a New England specific thing for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why.
2: Okay.
4: Um, I found in the course of just reading about traffic circles in general, um, The first traffic circle in the United States is in Yarmouth, Massachusetts. Although I don't, didn't find out when it was built, but it was probably in like the 1800s based on that being like the late 1700s and the 1800s were when a lot of the older ones were built. And then they fell out of fashion and basically (sighs) nobody made round, made built roundabouts in the early 1900s until like the sixties and seventies when these modern roundabouts kind of, Started becoming a thing, and like in in North America, really only since the nineties. Um,
1: I did so, notice that, like they, I don't remember a, in, yeah, actually even encountering one until probably sometime in the nineties when a few, yeah. Like, so trapped, it's interesting like, because I
4: think, um, and I don't remember seeing. I've never seen one in the Midwest. And so it seems to be that you get on the East Coast, you get the older school, the old school style mm-hmm. ones, uh-huh. um, which are bigger. And then and then on the West Coast, which is when a lot of the cities, a lot, a lot of the cities on the West Coast were built in the 1900s, um, you know. And so that's when and so they kind of came of age with the uh, the newer style of ones. So it's I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. But I. Um, so I found out that Columbus Circle, which is in New York, yeah. Um, yeah. was so was originally built to have traffic going in both directions, but they redesigned it in 1905 to oh. go in one direction, which made it the very first one-way traffic circle in the world. Wow. Oh, wow. But
2: that's they so switched cool. it
4: back. To, people didn't like it. Uh-huh. And so they switched it back to two ways in the 40s, I think. Okay. And then switched it to one way again <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's definitely one way now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because definitely being one way uh, makes you less prone to makes it less likely that there are accidents because there are just fewer right. points of contact between yeah. <laughs> yeah. multiple lanes and, and, you know, entering and exiting cars. Um, it turns out that roundabouts also can help with pollution because you, because your car is, if you're driving in the car, you're less likely to have to come to a stop and then start again and so you use right. less gas by not having to do that and yes. thus produce less pollution. Right.
1: Did you know, is- I, I have to say that I found this fascinating um, like group of people who likes to maximize their, their gas mileage. Mm-hmm. and That is definitely one of the things like they try very hard to never hit the gas right. or the brake if they don't have to. And so they mm-hmm. will like co- like if they see a red light ahead, they will like coast, try to coast through it rather than like going up to it and stopping. So yeah, that's a uh-huh. huge yeah. that is a huge uh, factor being not stopping and going at a at a stoplight in your gas mileage. I can, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Uh, I don't know, I, I do. Uh, I, I said I started off by saying I have a love-hate relationship with them because I had a f- like one in my neighborhood that changed from stoplight to a roundabout, uh-huh. and um, I hated it at first. But then I, I realized was that this actually
4: your neighborhood in
1: uh, in it, it Washington was in, State. Yeah, yeah, it was in Woodenville okay. actually, uh, just between Redmond and Woodenville. There used to be. A have light. we talked
4: about the fact that I used to live in Bothell? What? Yes, we, we were like. We're, okay. okay. We'll have to okay. talk about this off screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some
1: more. Yeah, but the, so there's one road that everyone had to go like commuting back home from Microsoft in this direction, yeah. and it would back up, like like miles uh, during you know right after work hours and um it was because of this one light and there was hardly any cross traffic so yeah when they finally converted it to a roundabout it made a huge difference in, in that uh-huh. in that traffic so it actually it actually made a a big difference it was actually good in that case okay. i think it helped a lot um, but in like old capitol hill area in seattle there are just intersections they had uh with they just put like a I hardly would call it a roundabout it's just like a a small round circle like with bushes and stuff growing <laughs> in so you can't see the other oh, side yikes. and there's no signs or anything so you're just kind of i don't know it feels <laughs> it feels scary like you're just taking your chances but then they also have i don't understand how this works at all they just have intersections with no signs whatsoever they're just straight up intersections Does they
3: even have a stop
2: sign?
1: not even a stop sign nothing just taking your chances
2: (laughs) but it's like it's
1: only in like the old school parts of uh of capitol hill so i guess you're going kind of slow anyway and you're supposed to just know but it's insane Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah
1: anyway i don't understand do you do you have any uh, information on why doesn't they seem like they're a lot more popular in europe than in the in the u.s for some reason or at least until relatively recently or is that just yeah, my imagination? I, think
4: this, I I mean I I think I would I think they were designed by some Europeans to start with, so oh, okay. I think maybe that's probably why they caught on there first, and and I think I don't know,
0: yeah, okay. I don't know why, but I would. They're very would common agree. in
1: Sweden. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah, well, you know what the problem, you know why I hated the roundabout at first? It reminds me because like. I think it was new to a a lot of people and so they didn't know what to do and they ended up stopping and like no idea what they're doing. Yeah, (laughs) But once people got the hang of it, then it started working well, but it did take a while. We have a
2: few here. We have a few here and it's, it's that way. People don't know what to do. They're usually like in (laughs) parking lots or like in sort of oh not on like major roads. They're on like side roads and people, people panic. Jake is, I, I sort of, I'm glad he's not on, actually, because he's very passionate okay. about the, the roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> he loves them. <laughs> he like, gets mad that Texas drivers don't know how to use yeah.
1: them. <laughs> it, it does require everyone to know how to use them, yeah. or else it's chaos.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got one story about Columbus Circle since that came up. Okay. Um, and it's close to Thanksgiving, so it's I think it's kind of appropriate. But my first time to New York um, as a like an adult Mm -hmm. Um, I came to see the parade and of course got up super early in the morning to get a good spot to see the parade and I went to Columbus Circle Um, and uh, I was there was a there were a bunch of us lining the circle there I had front row seats gotten up like at the crack of of dawn like wasn't even light out Um, and uh, get close to parade time and uh, NYPD officer comes around and and Says to the crowd that I was standing in, like, "Are you guys all aware that the parade does not come this way?"
2: are <laughs> so oh. like, "What? Oh, no!
1: <laughs> are you kidding me?" And then uh, it finally dawned on me. Yeah, it makes sense because there's, um, there are like wires going across the uh, poles, uh, so there's no way a flow could get through.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> So anyway, last after all that, last second, we had to like try to scramble to find a place to view the parade, could not. And so ended up um, just standing there in Columbus Circle kind of peering over this tall area. And we basically we'd only see the tops of the floats as they went by So and, and barely hear the music cause like it was muffled on the other side of the, the barrier. So that was my first. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day uh, parade experience in New York City. So anyway, if you, if you ever come to see the parade, don't be fooled. <laughs> There's always a bunch of people standing there making the same mistake in Columbus Circle. The, the parade does not go through there, yeah. sadly.
4: Yeah, probably not the only place where people make that sort that's of mistake, yeah. right? Right. That's,
1: that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, since then, I've gotten some good views of the parade. And yeah. this year, we're super excited because we have a view of from the apartment of the, where the balloons are
4: oh, blown
1: cool. up so that should be pretty exciting yes. <clears throat> never got to see that so no. yeah anyway that was my columbus circle experience
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh all right that brings us to allison to wrap it up
3: um so my my fun fact is also kind of somewhat related to traffic and cars and uh, (laughs) gas mileage. Um, So I have become obsessed uh, because of a Netflix show (laughs) called F1, Drive to Survive, about Formula One racing. Um, I would binge watch (laughs) that. (laughs) It's incredibly captivating. Um, So I thought I would share some some fun facts about um, F1 cars. Yeah,
1: she's like a super F one nerd. All of a sudden, like uh, she she uh, ran into some coworkers who also watched it and was like chatting them chatting them up, and uh, then like random people on the street were like, "Are you talking about F one?" Like it's 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 become like <laughs> and a the guy thing was wearing here. an
3: F one jacket, so it was funny. Yeah. Um. So F one is the world's most expensive sport. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the cost of building the cars, repairing the cars, transporting the cars from race to race. Um, Should we
1: explain that there are only, there's oh, sure. an extremely limited number of teams of, because yes, of this? Yes.
3: So there are only um, 10 F1 teams and they each um, have two cars
1: two and two and
3: two drivers. So at any given time in the entire world, there are only 20 F1
1: Yeah, it's got to be the most elite sport,
3: right? There's no, I don't think there's anything
1: that has such a limited number of seats.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So essentially the minimum. That's,
1: okay. Okay. Sorry. Also, that's why the drama of the show is so interesting because it's super, super competitive for those seats. And in fact, teammates are the biggest rivals because... Um,
3: they operate the same car. Yeah, so so you don't no go excuse. as fast as the other person. It's on you. It's yeah, not based on the play car. You can't the car. <laughs> um so
1: yeah, there's yeah. a lot of drama around that definitely. There's a
3: lot of drama. I highly show. recommend the show even yeah. if you're not interested in racing at all, you will still really enjoy it. Yeah. Um so the kind of bare minimum cost to build an F1 car is about 7 million dollars. Um but a better estimate is probably around $15 million to build and operate an F1 car. That's just to like get it to go around a track. Um, that's not any, any other costs. So the engine can be anywhere up to about like low end $5 million, but up to $10 million.
1: And they're all custom built, right? They're
3: all custom built.
1: That, that's the requirement, right? Of the F1 cars, you can't buy an F1 car.
3: No, you can't. You have can't. to you build have each to, one. Yes. So that's why there are only 10 teams. Uh, teams are called constructors. So they have to be the ones to actually engineer and build the car. You can assemble from pre-built parts. Some parts. Some parts. Not
1: all of the parts to have. Uh, yeah. some, some parts are required to be. like There's a list of parts that you can buy. Yeah. But a lot of the parts have to be custom made.
3: Right. So some of the big teams are car manufacturers like Ferrari, like Mercedes, like Alfa Romeo. But some of them are kind of these other brands that have to kind of buy parts like Red Bull. Um, So anyway, it's. Like the, the steering wheel alone is $70,000 <laughs> to like build this custom steering wheel. And the thing that I wanted to bring up about the cost of fuel is that the average Formula One car through the course of the season spends um, half a million dollars on gas.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it's crazy to see like how many wrecks there are, parts flying everywhere. Yeah, like,
3: yeah. I- the average F1 car has... Um, hold. Has 80,000 different components. Wow. How does
4: that compare to just your standard, like, I'll let me look, uh, like, you know, yeah a Toyota Camry or whatever? I
1: can't imagine.
3: 30,000. Yeah. Okay. So more than double. So more than twice as much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, um, so there really are incredible machines. So I just wanted to share a couple of, like, interesting facts about them. But one of the things that you realize when you watch this show, and I guess when you – because I'm going to start watching racing this weekend, U.S. Grand Prix is this weekend in Texas. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's in Austin. Uh, so what next year we could be making a trip to Texas for, for the U.S. Grand Prix. Um, is they, The crashes are very scary because they they travel at such high speeds. The cars are very small. It's not like a NASCAR where there's, like, this sort of bigger apparatus around you to insulate you. So um, in 2018, they launched something called the Halo, which is essentially the... um, Roll bars. It's Yeah, it's like a roll bar, but it doesn't go over the top. It goes around. um, And it can absorb... um, Five tons of impact to keep the driver safe, and and if you watch F1 drive to drive, you see a couple of drivers oh my basically gosh. You sa- It saves their life.
1: They walk. You cannot believe the wrecks they walk out of. It's insane.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, so they use uh, titanium for that because it's a very strong material and it doesn't add a significant amount of weight.
1: Yeah, just to get to the overall car. Just to give a just a little bit of perspective, like yeah. when they they get in the cockpit. Um, they this they have to t- it's so tight they have to take the steering wheel in and out in order to yeah. get in
2: yeah
1: and they're they're like wedged <laughs> they have to be practically lowered in and they're wedged in and then like stuff is put in around them including the steering wheel like supports and stuff it's it's i mean it is insane and when when they win i i like to kind of mock <laughs> them a little bit because It's so tight. They They can't can't really celebrate. So their arms just like, their arms go up and down just a little bit in in that little space. (laughs) They're like, whoa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they can't really celebrate much until they get out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So some other fun facts is the brakes on an F1 car can reach 1,000 degrees Celsius. (laughs)
4: Wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah they, catch on fire. they catch on fire
3: a lot, um, but it's pretty—it's pretty contained. Fires in the back, and the um, there's a race engineer who's always in the driver's ear, and it's amazing to me how calm they stay because they'll be like, um, "Okay, you box box, you need to bring it in. The car is on fire.
2: Box box, <laughs> the car is on fire." Like it's so calm. <laughs> it's, it's enjoyable like,
1: copy that <laughs> yeah and drive in with the flames coming out the back <laughs>
4: yeah it's yeah.
3: it's incredible um everything on an f1 track has to be welded to the ground um because of the force pressure and speed of when they travel over things it can rip things like like um sewer grates oh. off the ground
1: oh. just can entirely yeah. <laughs> and by the way they do some of those the tracks are on the street
3: yeah, so the, the Monaco Grand Prix is downtown, the Singapore Grand Prix <laughs> is downtown on the street. Um, there's, I think in, in the next five years, Miami is getting a Grand Prix back and that'll be on the street. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, and then the other thing I thought was interesting is because of the aerodynamics of the car and the pressure it creates, the cars can actually go upside down in a tunnel at its speed as low as 120 miles an hour.
1: Wow. Um, they and have, they have- As
3: low. As, well, when you see how fast, like-
1: Yeah, they're traveling yeah, over they're, 200 yeah, miles an hour. Yeah, they're going consistently <laughs> over
3: 200 miles an hour. So it's but just- only, yeah. yeah, only
1: 120. Yeah,
3: But but no, other cars can't go upside down in the tunnel at 120 no, miles no. an hour. Yeah. They would- Yeah. So I just thought it was, that's really an incredible- Incredible. Incredible sport. And uh, the people that drive these cars are Bananas.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: They're competitive and scary and but goofy. It's it's really captivating.
1: Yeah Um, Basically, as I see it, you have to be a a little crazy to do this and um, Usually if someone has an accident, it's all it gets in their head and then they can't race anymore So you have to be like kind of either you have to be able to switch off your fear basically (laughs) just focus on the driving because it's uh it's overwhelming yeah yeah
3: really is.
1: anyway you can tell we obviously loved
3: it i mean it (laughs) was like uh it's really captivating i don't know how else to describe it it's i don't i haven't just watched like a full race yet without kind of the documentary style of it so i don't know if i will feel yeah, as compelled I mean, like watching them go around like doing 50 laps yeah yeah because this know, is like but... just
1: the highlights and then mostly the drama behind the scenes yeah
3: so that makes it fun. but i'm excited to yeah watch yep. this weekend
1: So that's uh, some fun facts about f1 racing go <laughs> yep. watch the documentary <laughs> yeah
3: it's it's really captivating <laughs>
1: All right, and that bring wow, check out that car, RJ. That's awesome. That's a
3: Ferrari. Yeah. Only Ferraris are red.
1: Yeah. in F1. <laughs> yeah, each team has a a color. I I think they I don't think they can duplicate, right?
3: Um, they can I mean they can do like different shades of blue, different shades of silver. There's oh. a pink, there was a pink team for a while, but I think only Ferrari is allowed to be red. Yeah. I don't think other people have red. They call it the red car.
1: Yeah, their fans have a uh a name I can't remember the the Scuderi or something. I don't know. Anyway, their their Ferrari fans are just insane. It's a different level. Yeah. Okay, we should stop. We should (laughs) stop talking about F1. We could go on about this all day. Yeah. Um that is a beautiful Ferrari, RJ. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the roundabout too. Uh so RJ, where can they where can they see your your beautiful drawings?
2: Yes. If you like the show and want to see this art that we're referencing, uh, follow us on all social media. We're at Hot Chi Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, if you're not watching the Twitch stream right now, that's where we're doing the art. <laughs> um, we're also Hot Chi Games there. We stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then record this podcast live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like, subscribe, leave, review, and tell your friends.
1: Yeah. All right. Thanks, RJ. And that wraps it up for us today. We'll see you here next Saturday. Same time, same place. Yep. Bye, everyone.
2: Bye. 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 All right. Bye. Bye. Ooh,